Hi everyone, welcome to Hubshots episode 2. I'm Ian, and Craig, how are you? I'm well, Ian. Uh, how was your weekend? Big weekend for you. Yes, it was a big weekend, Craig. I was at Bathurst for the Bathurst 1000, also known as the super cheap Bathurst 1000. And uh, it was a great weekend, you know. I've watched it as a kid, and it was really great to be there in person and bit surreal at, at times but you know what gave me a different perspective on things and I really enjoyed that and as I was there I was actually thinking you know motor racing has changed and people require information and I guess we're in the information business mm-hmm. and managing information and extrapolating things from information that will make us better and I thought one thing that was really interesting on the V8 touring cars, they were testing this little LED number that was on the side of the cars. Mm-hmm. And it basically gave the position that the car was running in. So, as you know, oh, Mount nice. Panorama being a big circuit. Yeah. Lots of cars around, pit stops, people crashing, people not getting in the right order. So, as you're around the mountain, people are like, oh, this is fantastic. Like, can we have this on the V8 supercars tomorrow? And I thought, that's a great way. So, people are now testing to see what information people require. So, I, I would say that that's going to make it its way to the V8 supercars. But again, they're trying something new and they're giving people information that they need at the right time. And that's what inbound is all about, is giving the right information at the right time to the right person so that they can fulfill their need. Oh, I love it. Perfectly, perfectly said. Well done. Let's do this inbound thought of the week. And one thing that I wanted to highlight was one thing I really loved was Seth Godin and I know some people say I was talking to with telling me you know what I didn't get anything actionable out of it and I think what I do like about Seth is that he does make me really he challenges thinking and what mm. I really like about that what he was talking about was like we often wait for people to tell us to do something or to take a particular action he said it's time for us to take responsibility because we're the guys on the spot. So let's not wait for somebody from sales or somebody from the business for something to happen to say, hey, let's try this out. Wherever you are in your business and if you're in the marketing role or you're in sales, you know, if you want to try something out, don't be afraid to test and don't be afraid to fail because you know what? It's just a path to learning to get to the place where we need to get to. So that's my little thought for the week yeah i really liked uh seth i i have to say i'm i can be mixed in my response to him but i i agree i I was motivated after his session and i do like that idea of testing stuff you know you might be wrong but uh, we'll chat about that a little bit later when i talk about a challenge of the week that i've been having with a client in terms of inbound, I also, um, and speaking of big note speakers, I, uh, Damesh, one of the co-founders of HubSpot, along with uh, Brian Halligan, and Brian gave the keynote at inbound. And one of the little takeaways I really liked about it was his thoughts afterwards on how he prepared for the keynote. And I don't know what you thought of uh, the keynote, but uh, it was very, I thought it was very good. It was rapid fire. It was a lot of PowerPoint. Uh, are, are you a fan of PowerPoint, by the way? Lots of slides? Or are you? 
Well, Craig, I think it has its uh, place. And I think what I like about PowerPoint is if you make it really visual, give people, and so some of us are auditory, some of us are visual, mm. and I'm quite visual. So I really, if I have looking at something and it's visual and it's a great picture that conveys a message, I definitely get attracted to that. So I think it definitely has its place. And I think mm. when you're talking about the fast, there were lots of slides. Yes, there was because he was trying to get across a lot of information quickly and having the right pictures to go with it really made a big difference. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually really liked it. I, I'm actually a fan of PowerPoint myself. I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's terrible and if you have to resort to PowerPoint, it means you can't present. I, I disagree with that. But what I really liked about Damesh's write-up and what he did is he posted on inbound.org with some of his tips for presenting. And, you know, keep in mind, he presented to 14,000 people. That's a pretty big audience. So this is not insignificant. And he gave a whole bunch of tips for how he prepares, how he practices, and they tweak it and they kind of test it with groups. And in particular, how he prepared for a presentation that has a lot of slides, literally hundreds of slides. So that's a really useful um, post, and we'll link to that in the show notes for the episode and right at the end it's really nice he's got a little anecdote about how as he was walking on there was a bit of a technical hitch and that would be every presenter's nightmare I guess and just how he um, dealt with that so yeah that was my little inbound uh, thought for the week excellent and now let's move on to the HubSpot product discussion of the week and this week, I want to talk about Sidekick for Business. I've been looking forward to hearing about this. Yeah, how's it been going? It's been going great. I still got more things to implement, but mm. let me start by saying it's worth trying out and there's no contract on it. So if you need to sign up and try it out, give it a go. One of the best features I love about Sidekick for Business is the whole part of documents in there. So what you can do is you can actually upload a document that you're sending to someone and you can attach it. And what it does, it's uploading it into the into HubSpot. And what happens is that it it puts a tracking pixel on every page. And then when you send it, when people click on it, it can actually track and see how many times they've viewed it and which page they viewed at what time and how long they spent. So let's say you've got a great PDF with great information that you want to send out and you could even do this as a test you send it out to people that you think would suit this and you basically say look can you please tell me what you like about this and then you can basically work out what pages they're spending most time on and correlate that to maybe a they didn't understand it or b it was great information they were actually getting a lot out of it so you can use it to see what parts of the pdf are really important you, you know what, I can imagine, especially if it goes out with a proposal, you'd, I'd love to see the the use case where someone's just opening it and it'd be like, uh, you know, flick, 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 right down to the pricing page. Okay, how long did they spend on the proposal pricing? And then if they did then go back through the proposal and spend time on the other pages, that'd be a good insight as to what how keen they are. Or if they just close down the down the document straight away, you kinda know, okay, we've got we've got trouble ahead. Well, we know. Let's let's do a test and come back with the results sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see that, yeah. So that's one feature. The next one that I haven't tested but is available to me, but I really love the sound of it, is that actually being able to record 
your conversation straight into the CRM. So this is where you invoke the call from the CRM. So you obviously got to have your headphones connected to the computer. It's like a Skype call in essence, but it'll record it and then store that audio file in the CRM. So if you need to play it back and you need to understand what's going on, you'll want to give somebody in your team to listen to so they can learn from it. I think it's a great way. And there's a thousand minutes included in each of the each month to do that. So I would definitely recommend that's a great one. And the next thing that was a new feature, which was announced at Inbound, was sequences. So this is where you can actually have a sequence. So people can actually, you can basically go hands off. So what I'll do is, it's a bit more complicated. So what I'll do is, I think we'll talk about that in another episode, but that's something that's another great help. So I'll try and implement one and give you an example so you can use it along for your businesses. Nice. So would it be fair to say that sequences are uh, kind of like mini workflows within Sidekick? I think that's fair to say. And I really want to obviously knuckle down on it because I'm trying to implement it for our business too. Mm. And so I want to test it out with people I know so I can make sure it really works. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that because all the examples I've seen and heard from others have really just been demos and it looks great in demos, but I'm really keen to hear how it actually works out in the wild for you. So, yeah, okay, cool. Looking forward to that. Another great feature, which is templates. So, one thing we need to, that I have started doing is actually trying to standardize a lot of process and a great tip I picked up at Inbound from somebody who was talking about Sidekick was putting your sales call templates into Sidekick. So basically everybody is on the same page and they have the same conversation that they can have and you can refine that conversation. But one thing they said very important to do is actually write in front of that template in the name is like do not send so people don't accidentally send it to someone which is another great tip. So, so can I can I just check I understand this? You're, you've got uh, your email client uh, open in front of you, but you're about to call a prospect. Yes. And so you open up an email and you use the template and it's basically got your what you're going to speak about on, in the call. Correct. But it's actually just put it as an email template with obviously a do not send. So it's just there to guide you so you don't have to leave your email client. Is that basically the process? Yeah, That cool. is basically it. So you don't have to leave the email client and you've obviously got the CRM there as well. So it's definitely a great way to keep everything in one place. So, and if you, and I guess the next thing is, Craig, is if you're going to send a follow-up, you can have that follow-up as a template as well. So once you've had that conversation, you can go, okay, well, I need to send them a follow-up. Let me send that follow-up. So, and that template is actually available in the HubSpot CRM as well. So you don't have to use the email client, but it's available there as well. Okay, nice. Well, speaking of email and HubSpot, there was a new feature. This is a, this can be a HubSpot feature of the week. A new email signature personalization tokens. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at this yet, but it's a really nice feature. It does require you to have your HubSpot CRM enabled. You might not even be using HubSpot CRM, you might be using Salesforce, but you still have to have it enabled in your portal. And when you do that, it actually enables a new tab on users' profiles for their signature. So this could be your sales team users or other marketing users. And they fill out their signature section in their profile. 
And then when you're preparing emails to be sent from HubSpot, you can insert a personalization token for signature, uh, for their signature of the HubSpot owner. So where you would normally insert a, a personalization piece in an email for the actual contact's name, at the top of an email, at the end, you can use the contact's HubSpot owner to then pull in the signature for that owner. So that could be their account manager or something like that. So it's a really nice way to personalize emails that contacts receive. And uh, so I really like that. I haven't had a chance to use it yet. I've actually um, just enabled it in a workflow for some internal notifications. It looks pretty promising. I'll I'll, uh, give you an update on how that's going in future episodes. Fantastic, Craig. And now let's go to our opinion. And this is I'm going to talk about is actually the HubSpot Connect. And now this is announced at Inbound. So previously connections were happening through Zapier and HubSpot have now got a lot of native connections. So they've worked with a lot of people that use apps that they know that their customers are using and then they're building this out. So there's some really great ones in here and there are some which they say are native and some aren't. So Salesforce being one that's native and Wistia. So if you're using uh, videos on your website and I would be encouraging you to do that is uh, that's another one. And go to webinar is another great one. But one I did want to talk about was Zendesk. Now Zendesk is a customer support tool which uh, integrates through HubSpot Connect into the into HubSpot. And it basically automatically syncs all the contacts. Now, why that's great is that you get to see what's going on in HubSpot with your contact and where they're contacting you and the different methods you might be talking to them. And one thing that I've just realized that has been released lately is actually Zopim, which is a live chat client. And that actually is something that people often use to talk to customers on their website. And that actually now automatically syncs HubSpot contacts right in while they're going through the chat. Okay, so Zopim. How do you spell it? Is that Z-O-P-I-M. So now okay. Zopim was a standalone business and was bought by Zendesk about a year or two ago. Right. But uh, it's great and we use it for a lot of our customers and it's a great way. And again, this is none of those things. You can test it out. Zopim is not expensive. You can test it out maybe spend $50 for the month, test it out, try it. I convinced a customer to do that. And then most of them have made sales within that week using Zopim to talk to customers that are on their website. Okay. A great tool gives you insight. You can see what pages people are browsing while they're on the site and where they start the chat from. So I definitely encourage it because I think that you can actually speed up that sales process and understand what people are asking straight from your website. Very nice. I think the the key point that I like that you're making there, it's that whole, that 360 degree view of a contact, every interaction that they're having with your company, whether it's uh, through a, a chat client or it's a customer support piece or it's a video interaction, all coming through into the activity in HubSpot makes it very powerful to view what a contact is doing. And those activities can also then be fed into things like lead scoring rules and things like that. So it does make the whole uh, platform very powerful. 
Yeah, so I think one thing, go have a look at the page, which we'll share with you, and see what can be integrated. And maybe you need to rethink about some of the tools that you're using in your business that will help you just give you that more integrated view because I think that's really important. Okay, nice. Now I'm going to move on to our challenge of the week and this is this is me this week. Last week it was you talking about the challenge of having a public holiday in the week. This one of changing gears. I, I, I don't know if you have this, uh, Ian, but I've got some clients that are really against Facebook and Facebook advertising, they're adamant that they'll never use it. And so this is actually my challenge of the week. The, realize, the reason it's a challenge is because we're actually getting really good results with Facebook advertising for some clients. And so I was talking to a client this morning and just saying I'd like to test it and they're really pushing back against it and they themselves aren't on Facebook themselves personally, don't have a, an account or profile or anything. And so they're kind of in that boat about Facebook for their business as well. So they're, they're against any kind of Facebook. And I've found this a challenge because they're engaging us to help grow leads and grow their business. And yet they're saying, but no, you can't use this channel because I have a gut feeling that it's not going to work for whatever reason. And my point is, well, let's just test it you know so that's that's kind of my challenge of the week and i'll tell you how we've kind of agreed to get over it and it's all to do with uh, mind share of the different platforms or different channels and you know how adwords has google's done such a good job of getting mind share in just about every business owner do you find this like i any any business that you go to and you talk about we want to do a bit of adwords that i've never had an objection is that the same with you do you find that with your clients craig i can't say the same i do get objections from people right okay so again like you're experiencing we have to overcome that barrier and I think sometimes these objections are because people, especially business owners, I think they understand what that is or they've had some experience, maybe they tried it out. And I often get the response of like, I would never click on those links at the top because I know they're ads. Right. But I'm saying, but I have tested this with many clients and I go, well, there are people that only use those ads to run their whole business. Right. Which again is dangerous. But in saying that, it wouldn't be there and it wouldn't be a billion dollar plus industry if that was happening, right? Yeah. So, again, we need to weigh up all the facts here and and work out, you know, what's the truth? So, again, we shouldn't be afraid to test. And I would definitely say in some industries it won't work quite as well and maybe you need to find a different angle. So, you know, maybe the ads that people are writing aren't working, right? So, don't give up once. Again, it's like sales, not three conversations, it's probably the average is about seven to nine conversations before you can actually get through that door. Mm. But you could give up really easily. So I think that's a really key point to what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Uh, but we, uh, keep plugging away. What we've done in this case is, because they use AdWords a lot, in this particular example of a client I'm talking about, they use AdWords, they love AdWords. They actually really like LinkedIn. They're actually in a manufacturing business, B2B, and they see LinkedIn as very much where their customers are. And they're probably right. There will be a key part, key part there. So we're basically going down some LinkedIn sponsored posts 
and going through that process. And then we're going to say, okay, that process we went through, sponsoring posts, we're actually going to try a similar test on Facebook just to check it. Because once they've been into LinkedIn, they've got comfortable with the interface, the campaign dashboard and all of that kind of thing. We'll then talk about setting up a similar test on uh, Facebook. So anyway, that's my kind of challenge of the week and we'll see how it goes in, in the coming weeks. Okay, Craig. So I think there was something really interesting that came out this week, which was um, the state of inbound report. Now, it was kind of very interesting. They had split this up into marketing and sales. So when it was, and I realized that as I was downloading because it says, you can download the sales part or the marketing part, or you can download all of it. And I think this is a real reflection of what's happening in our industry and what's happening around the world when it comes to sales and the marketing part and how integrated these two are becoming. So I think this week we're going to focus on the marketing part and I'm going to let you fire away and tell me what you've learned from the marketing part of the State of Inbound Report. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, it's uh, it's just been released, stateofinbound.com. You can go there and download it. It's it's quite a substantial uh, document, both sales and marketing combined, I think close to 100 pages. Marketing, um, oh no, it might be 80 pages, but marketing is around 47 pages. I'll just highlight a few things, obviously with almost 50 pages to go through, I can only point out a few little things that I found interesting. Just to explain what the state of inbound report is, it's HubSpot surveys thousands of people around the world that are involved in marketing and sales within their businesses and agencies for a percentage of the respondents. And there was about 4,000, close to 4,000 that responded uh, this year, just giving their insights on their companies and their processes, what they're doing, those kind of things. And so they went through the data and put together some interesting trends. And here's a few key things when it comes to priorities for marketing. We're just talking about marketing at this this stage. The highest priority is, not surprisingly, increasing leads and conversions. So that's not really a surprise to anyone. What is surprising is that people aren't really focused on reducing the cost of conversions. I think this is really interesting because it would seem to me that, okay, we want to increase leads, of course, but reducing the cost of acquisition, I would have thought it would be a big focus because just going back to our earlier discussion about AdWords and other paid channels, I know when we're doing AdWords, it's all about reducing the cost of acquisition. I'm sure it's the same in in your agency as well, Ian. When you're trying to get the best results from the spend, you really are focused on on reducing acquisition costs. So I thought that was a really interesting trend that came out of the inbound marketing, uh, the state of inbound report in terms of priorities. The other key thing that came out is the big problems that marketers have. And the one of the biggest problems that they struggle with is proving ROI. And it's actually the larger the company, the more that this is cited as being a, a problem. And of course, why is this so important? It's because Proving ROI gets you more budget. So if you can actually prove that what you're doing is effective, you uh, you'll get a bigger budget next year. So that's of course why people want to focus on it. And the fact that it's such a big problem leads to well, how do they solve these kinds of problems? And that's often where marketing automation systems, of course, HubSpot's a key player there, 
when they can provide the end-to-end reporting, that's uh, a key part of proving ROI and why these kinds of platforms are so important to marketers. So, Craig, I think there, I mean, this is important, is Mm. that that's why we even talk about this HubSpot Connect is because these are all these other channels that people are talking to businesses on, Mm. like live chat, like Zendesk, like watching a video to help themselves, like on a webinar. And these are just different data points, right? So, again, if we can integrate all these data points and have this single point of reporting in HubSpot, it definitely helps improve that ROI or prove the ROI to the people that need to know the numbers. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, look, there's a ton of other things we could pull out of State of Inbound Report, and maybe we'll uh, uh, mention a few each week. Next week, we're going to look at the sales report as well. But that's enough for that, uh, for this week on that topic. Um, you can download it again at stateofinbound.com. So check that one out. Okay. So, Craig, I think this week we're going to do, for the community recommendation, we're going to give a shout out to inbound.org. Now, I know this is a, a growing and thriving community and uh, I think it's really important. Like I've been a part of it for a little while. I'm very poor at contributing, but it's something that I want to see. But I really get some really great information and I can see there's some great people on there willing to share and expand our knowledge. So, And what have you found, Craig, in terms of that community and being a part of it? So I'm like you, I'm a bit of a lurker rather than a contributor, but I would say that the signal to noise ratio is quite high. Uh, The fact that it's not the blind leading the blind, like some community forums tend to end up, there's actually high quality and things like uh, even that point I mentioned right at the start about Damesh outlining some of his tips for presenting that's not uncommon to see people like Damesh and other key industry people contributing on the inbound.org forums. Getting in there, a lot of the comments are really good. These are quality people providing value. So uh, I would definitely recommend, I think it's growing. We're actually seeing now that HubSpot is moving over its customer forums there as well. So when when you're in HubSpot and you see a new product notification, now for some of them, when it says it'll give you a little bit of a tutorial on how to use a new feature, and then it actually links over to inbound.org for further discussion, which uh, further adds value to those kinds of things. So check it out, inbound.org. And I'll add to that, Craig. I think one Mm. of the big things that they were talking about and I've noticed on inbound.org is that it's a great place to even find people to help you do what you need to do. So, I mean, if you're a marketing manager or a business owner, it's another great place, a resource where you can go and put up an ad and actually find people that understand how this works instead of trying to start from scratch and educate people, which at times you're going to have to do. But... You know, it's a great community of people and it's grown massively. And I know they were at Inbound and they really had a big push and really spurred on the community to share what they were learning. And I think that's the great part. It's that whole community because we all can't know everything. And if we all know enough people, we can all get what we need to get done. Yeah, exactly. Well, Craig, I think that's been... 
fun today and there is so much to go in this uh, state of inbound i think we could be talking about that for a long time but i really love that you've given us some great points and we're going to do some next week so i think next week we're going to do a bit of sales and marketing out of that state of inbound and we look forward to hearing from you all next week thanks for joining us thanks ian catch you next time see you craig hey there thanks for listening to this episode of Hubshots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.